Welcome. Here we are again to Parenting with Vanessa Cologne. So today is a completely off topic and I'm just going to put it out there. If you are a parent of mine and you know, this is going to be really raw, real around women's health and everything else and a male who doesn't want to hear the shit, like just, just don't do it. Now, if you are a client of mine, I just ask you, don't tell me that you listen to this. Sometimes I get in a, I'm in an interview or I'm doing, I'm talking to parents and parent like throws out some things about my personal life that they they listen to. And I'm like, Oh, I forget that, you know, to me, this podcast is important to help other people. I don't really want to come back to me. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it does come back to me and it is what it is, but this podcast is around, you know, I've had a really hard year. I mean, we've had, I want to say four deaths. My brother committed suicide who is estranged, so I'm not going to sit there and claim that, like, because I'm sure my sibling was like, how could she say that? Because they're all, you know, in their own little world about themselves. And then we also have, you know, my grandma that passed away. I also had a client. I've had other, I've had a lot happening from November. And then by, I want to say by February, beginning of February, everything was like, oh, this is amazing, smooth sailing. My life is going great. I had a client invite me to the Warriors game, singing. they have great, they have like, we have great tickets. Okay, I'm all, great tickets, like, by the way, anything, like, I like sports in, in person. Like, I'm not one to be following sports. That's just not my thing. And so with the family, and so they take me to the Warriors. Uh, course, I had seats. It was a most, the most amazing, like, the most amazing thing ever. Um, what the, the best part of the whole thing was that, A, I don't remember who they played. And I don't even know if they won that night or not. But my little girl was able to, like, go up the escalator. No, elevator. No, escalator. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting confused. That's my dyslexia. The escalator by herself. And she was like, oh, let's look. And I remember all the employees <laughs> that were working that night were laughing because I'm like, let's go back. I'm like, I want to go watch the game, like, you know, on that. And they're like, no. She's like, look, I could go up a couple more times. That's an amazing video of her. And then, like, you know, two weeks later, I fall, I dislocate my knee, then I'm on my couch. Then my mom's up helping me again. And during this time, like, you know, I've had – and this, this is where the podcast is important when it comes to women's health is because we don't talk about what women go through. We don't talk about things because it's almost like we suffer in silence because, listen, I'm someone that I have a very high pain tolerance and I will go and I will do what I need to do to get done. Like, that's it, period. That's how I've always been. I've always been that way when it comes to, like, my period. So let's backtrack, like, 10 years ago. Well, how old am I? I don't know. Like, yeah. 14 years ago, I had my first surgery over at Kaiser. And I meet Dr. Lily Tan. And this really is dedicated to her because she is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met when it comes to healthcare. She just sees you, she gets you, she understands, and she is just, I don't even know. And what's funny is that I've had three surgeries with her already over fibroids and other things like that when it comes to my menstrual cycle and like my own thing going on. And it's just been like out of control at times. And the first one, I don't even remember, but obviously, like, I blocked that out because it was right before I was getting married and to the wrong person for me, obviously. And I remember, you know, when right before we got married, he walked, he left. He's like, I can't handle you sick. Like, I've all, I'm always the one that takes care of everything. I do everything. I think, like, I'm always the one that's like, okay, I understand. Like, I'm going to plan everything, and I'm going to get things going, and I'm going to make sure everything's okay. And and I just remember sitting in my bed, and he's and I just couldn't move. I was in so much pain. He, and it was day two. He's like, I can't fucking deal with this. And he fucking walked out. Rule number one, if you're a lady, a female listening to this, if you have something that walks out on you when you are not yourself and you need support, they're not worth your, your time. 
I went ahead and married him. That, that's another story for another time. But looking back, that was a huge mistake. Okay, round two, five years later. Strong period. They're finding, like, these fibroids are growing in me, and they're, like, figuring it, trying to figure this all out. Um, I said, let's have a second surgery. But this time was, like, I remember very clearly because I walk in there, and there was just a, a, a different a warmth that I remember with the surgery. My mom was there, you know, Dr. Lily Tan. And by the way, like, I don't acknowledge, I don't ever say doctor to any doctor. So I'm the type of person where everyone's an equal. So, like, you put a title, I feel like it divides. Yes, they, they deserve, they do the education and everything else. But there's a level of, like, we're all the, we're all the same people, it doesn't matter what you've done. I don't care if you're an athlete. I don't care who you are. Like, you're all the same. And I've also gotten fired or let go. And I also got an appointment for this because I refused to call one of my bosses a doctor when he wants me to talk to the families that we're working with years ago. And I was like, we're not going to do that. And even when I got married, my ex-husband's family, they were all doctors. And you would not find, when you, when you came to sit down and find your, your place card and your name, there was not a doctor in your name. You were who you were. Like, to me, it's like, I want, you know, we're all coming into this world with kindness and love and everything else. And like, and I feel like with some people that, 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 that title becomes, is this huge ego. And with that ego becomes a divide of like, I'm better than you and everything else. And that's not what I, that's not what I'm about in my life. Never have been, never have, like, I'm just not that person. Um, so Second surgery rolls around, and I'm just talking to this woman, and we just really clicked. She spent more time asking questions about who I was, what do I do, who I am as a person, everything else. You know, she has five kids, and she was telling about a friend who has a she has a friend that with a child with special needs, and I have a school, and and so I was doing the date for the open house, and so which was awesome, and she's like, I have a friend that would like to check it out. Well, the day of the surgery, she's like, well, I'm work- like, my friend can't go that day. Or, like, she's working and whatnot, but she can't go. And I said, I'm going to switch it. But, like, I'm literally on the table walking into this room, and I'll never forget this. It was, like, completely white, very clean, and this huge robot that they're going to do. Because they're doing laparoscopic, whatever. I, if I say it wrong, I apologize. Laparoscopic surgery, I mean. And I'm going, oh, my God, I really wish I was, like, zoned out like before I walked in here and you know and then Lily comes over and she holds my hand and this was the second time remember I've had her three times and this is the second time we have surgery and she's holding my hand and I just look at her and I'm like I just you know there's a a feeling of safety there's a feeling of like I know she has it even in this room like I'm in like this I'm just like on this like I don't know this bed and everything is like so white it was almost like when you're in you know I don't know if you've seen uh oh my god what is that one with like the that show oh my god what is it oh Willy Wonka you're in Willy Wonka and it was the cowboy and he goes into this area it's like white and like all these big mirrors and everything else that's what it felt like and they're all going around with my blood type white we're here blah 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 and like I mean, I don't know. When I saw Lily, uh, like, years later, she's like, you remember that? I'm like, yeah, I remember that because, like, <laughs> I do. But the one thing I do remember is her, I mean, I going, I'm going to change the open house so your friend can come to the date. You know, please invite your friend. And, you know, that's what I remember. And her holding my hand and saying, you're going to be okay. 
And then waking up and just, you know, having this moments of like, I don't know, she came in to check on me. I mean, there were just all these steps that she did. And, you know, I don't know if this is like protocol or not, but the stuff that she did made me feel very, you know, safe and heard in a way of like understanding it. So let's fast forward to five years later. And this time I'm 44. God, I'm getting older. But this time I'm 44, and my periods for the last, I want to say year, because I'm, I'm not one to complain. I actually have a, my problem is this, I have a very high pain tolerance, and I also don't listen to my body at times. So at the point where, like, my mom would be, you know what, we're not going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, my mom would have to, like, when I was younger, if we just, like, if I had my wisdom teeth pulled or something else, and I had some medication, and she's like, you need to rest. I'm like, no, I'm going out. She's the one that's going to be like, nope, I already gave you some medicine for you to sleep, so you're going to bed, and you can't go out of the house. I mean, that's just my, like, I'm, I just don't, I just keep going. I never stop, and I never just go, okay, I'm just going to completely stop and figure it out. But with that, looking back, going, holy crap, because how I feel now to where I was a year ago is night and day, and I'm like, I've been living in pain for so long. So all of a sudden, my period started getting really heavy. Again, you don't, if you're a male, you don't need to listen to this. To the point of like, I'm tired all the time. And I was on the dot like every 28 days, right? Like I'm like starting every 20 days. So sometimes it was twice a month or maybe it was 26 days. So the amount of loss of blood and the amount of things that were coming out of me that like, and again, just get off if you're not, like blood clots and things like that were just getting bigger. Uh, I was always tired. I'm completely tired. I work with kids with special needs. I, you know, for me being tired is like a really big deal. Like I have to show up. I need to do that. And that's the one thing that I was like, okay, what is going on? Well, two months ago, I ended up having a really, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know what happened. A crazy period where I just completely, I mean, I called out sick. I, and, and for me to call out sick, so that's like, you know, I don't call it sick. Like to me, calling out sick is like abandoning a child and I don't abandon children. Like that is like the one thing that like who I am to my court, I will never do. And I did. And I actually called the doctor and went to the emergency room. Cause I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because there is something not right with the fact of my cramping, what I'm feeling, the fatigue, the, like just how, just every, like the amount coming out of me again, I apologize for this description, but it was just out of control. And so I go, the, I call, so I go to the doctor and she's like, well, I go, listen, can we talk about a hysterectomy? I've already had two surgeries. Like, I'm not looking to have kids. Like I'm past that. Like my age, we're not, that's not what I want. Right. This is what I'm telling her at the time. And she's like, well, oh no, 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 no. Like you don't want to do it. So she's like, let's get you an ultrasound and we'll figure it out. Okay. So, but take ibuprofen. So my advice with all of this that's happening is take ibuprofen. Right there, I'm already annoyed because I'm like, really? Because for me, when, if you come to me for my work, I'm going to look at every little thing, every little angle and try to figure it out. I'm not going to like sit there and say, oh, you know, take a Tylenol if you have a headache for kids like yelling at you. Like, I, the, like to me, it's like, what? And even when I, when I hurt my knee, the PT was like, you know, I was in and out of there in 15 minutes and I'm all, do you not like your job? I don't know, like there's something to be said when people really give a shit about the work that they're doing and the effort that they do to help people. And that's where Lily comes in as my doctor. And, you know, it was a very different scenario. And this is why I've seen with Kaiser all these years is because of her. 
And so then we do this ultrasound. I go in there and then I just happen. So one of my clients happened to be that she used to run quality control, like on the corporate level, like pretty high up on like doing programs and trainings. And then I get the results and like the results are like, well, we don't see anything. And I'm all, there is no way like, or just the angle. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And I couldn't even understand what was being said. And I'm already like at a high level of like, okay, do I just call the person that I know from before or do I just wait to see what this doctor is going to do? Because again, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt on some level, right? Like maybe my doctor is going to refer out and to do something else because the results I'm getting (laughs) they're saying that like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not good. I'm tired. I am, you know, I don't even know what's kind of like my blood, like how much blood I'm losing and the fact that like, I'm scared to be in a meeting when I'm on my period. Like I don't even want to travel anymore if I'm on it. And then I get, the doctor calls me and you know what? I was, I'm really happy waiting for this. She called me. She's like, this is what it said, which I've already know what it said, which was like shit. And then she goes, well, you know, I'm just going to think I'm going to refer you to some, like a surgeon on that piece just to have another conversation. Do you want? And she mentioned the person I'm from Lily from before Dr. Lily Tan. And I go, that's who I want. I want her. No, I'm not kidding you. Within 24 hours, I get a phone call from Kaiser and it's Lily, but I missed it. And, and then she actually left a message and apologizing, number one, apologizing that she didn't have an appointment and called me, which I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you just called me without an appointment just to check on me? Like, uh, yeah, no, we're not apologizing for that. That's what I want. I, and so then we set up a time to talk. She calls me and I go, I'm, I actually happen to be at a center. And where I'm working. So I'm working with a four-year-old at this point. And so I step out and I said, and she's like, so how are you? We're talking. And she's like, well, what's been going on? And I'm explaining that like, I miss work. Big deal. And she gets it. She knows how I am. Um, I miss work. Like I'm tired all the time. And and then she's like, well, do you want kids? And I go, well, I'm 44. I mean, that's not really happening. She's like, well, there's a 1% chance of that happening. And then I, and I was very upfront with her. I go, here's the deal with me. Like, I understand everyone has a process in their work that they're doing. And when parents call me, they have a process. I can't tell them the end results. I go, but I'm not here to process anything. I need to get better. And she's like, Vanessa, like you just like, these are this, I recommend a hysterectomy and I'm all, what? (laughs) Even when I said it to the doctor, privacy is what I want. I was all, what the hell? (laughs) Like, Oh, fuck. like, oh shit. Like what? And she, I go, how long does it take to heal? She's like four weeks. I'm all, huh? Like, I'm all, how do, I'm all, where am I at four weeks? Like where, where am I going to come with four weeks just to be able to heal? Like, I don't like, where's that going to come from? So like, I don't know. I gave her some dates I was off and everything else, but she gave me all the options. She laid everything up front. But again, she explained to me, which I didn't realize is that since I've had two surgeries already there, I have a lot of scar tissue maybe, which I'm sure I do. And that it just gets dangerous the more times you do it. So what are you going to do this every five years? And she's right. Uh, I hung up the phone knowing like she heard, she heard me. Uh, she gave me all the options and she, her, and I go, what do you recommend at the end of the day? And she's like, this is what I recommend. I respect this woman so much. I went home and I'm like, okay. And I cried for like three days. And it was this weird thing of like, yes, I don't want kids. That was not a big part of my life that like I do. I have so many kids. You know, I'm already, I'm like, I'm teaching kids to drive a car. I have co-signed loans for colleges for children. I have like 
kids coming back all the time. When I hurt my knee, like it showed you people come back around. Like I've already, I've already have a community just because I don't give birth to a child. doesn't mean that I don't, I haven't formed those relationships. And to me, I don't know. There was a part of it was like, well, this is taken away, even though I can't have kids. Like, again, like the 1%. She's like, everything on the news and TV and like the Kardashians, everyone else, like, or whoever it is, and they do it. Like, they have money to do it, but they'll do the surrogate and do other things, right? But that's not the real world. And she's like, so for your quality of life, this is what we're going to do. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, and then I started calling parents and families. And, and what was interesting was like, they had a bigger issue with it almost in a way because they were like, well, what, what, what are you doing? Like, think about that. Like, it's almost like they see me with their child and like, you would be a great mom and everything else. And a couple parents would be like, well, you know what? You, you pretty much are a mother and like, you pretty much raised my kid and there you go. And, and so there was a lot of mixed feelings, but what was interesting is that I just got this contract with San Bernardino school district where I'm doing a parenting course and I'm going to be helping all these families that are really struggling with their child that don't want to go to school and refusing it. And this is a huge opportunity, but I fly down to LA once a week and I'm like, how the hell am I going to do all this with my, my how my body is feeling and what I'm doing and, and everything else. And then at this time I, I, I end up calling a friend and she was telling me she went through the same thing. But I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are we not talking about this? Why am I not hearing about this? Like, I'm sitting here, like, struggling and trying to go through all this stuff. And they're like, you need to do it. Like, it's just, it's so much. Yesterday, I went to dinner with a friend. And she's so talking about how her experience with her period and, like, what it was like. And when she thought it was menopause, I'm like, did you go to a doctor? Did you talk to someone? This doesn't sound right. sounds like what I have. We'll go into exactly what happened afterwards. But... It just amazes me that it's not talked about and it's not talked about like how women go through and we go through this every freaking month and then it's the amount of blood that we lose or the cramping and then our back goes out and then it's this whole thing that happens, but we still push through because that's what we think is the norm. Now, we are now, I want to say five and a half weeks from my surgery. So we have surgery. Well, no, let's just go back a little bit. So that happens. And then, um, right, I'm, I'm going through this whole process around like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Three schools call me to come and train train their teachers on my approach. I kid you not. My period starts the night before. I'm up all night long. My back goes out. I am a mess. And I do I do the trainings. And, like, the, the teacher's like, oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It wasn't amazing in my eyes. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was thinking other things was preoccupied. I'm like, this is not what life is. I can't be my full self and help people around me if I can't do these things. So I call my doctor again. I said, can we have a meeting? I just want a meeting in person because before it was around the phone, she's like, of course. She gets me in there. We go through everything. And I even brought a friend with me. And she's like, my friend's asking questions. We're going over everything. And that's where we got like to the nitty gritty and like, at, like all the possible things I could possibly do. And I'm like, a hysterectomy is it. That's it. Like, that's what it, it, that's what it is. But again, when she walked in the room, she gave me a big hug. She gave my friend a hug. And, and just the fact that she spent so much time describing everything. So now we go into my surgery day. Mind you, like both my parents, my mom calls me. She's like, I'm your dad's coming. And I'm like, ah, Okay, so let me explain some background about my father. My father is one that is extremely sensitive. If I fast, he fasts. If I can't eat, he can't eat. If I'm in pain, he's in pain. It's just like a nonstop thing. If I cry, he cries. So imagine having your mom say, your dad's coming. And I'm just like, no. 
I want him there. Don't get me wrong. But it's almost like a, he's just so sensitive and so sweet and so kind as who he is. And so as we go in, they're like, come in at eight o'clock. And I'm like, oh, dude, we'll be out of there by like two. No, surgery doesn't start till 12 or 11. I forget. I was like, ah, damn, that sucks. But um, surgery happens. We're at Kaiser. And I am the type of person where like I crack jokes. Like that's my thing. Like I'm a complete comedian. When I fell on the floor, and I was like on the floor oh, as I dislocated my knee. Oh, I was laughing my ass off, and I got everyone laughing because I'm just that's just who I am. Like, but the minute it comes down, oh, I just got paid. Um, the minute it comes down to, you know, the ambulance coming and picking me up, and it gets real. That's when I'm like, oh my god, and you know, that's where I have my moment of like, oh shit. But but my defense, like for me, it's more like in that process, I always tell people like, you want me in your crisis. Cause I know how to handle shit. In the, like, I just know how to, I'm very good when you're in crisis. Um, so then, you know, I'll never forget this. When I, when I dislocated my knee, you know, one of the guys came over and just held my hand and I just will never forget that. And there was just the safety bar of that touch and that feeling of comfort as these people that I don't even know are putting me in an ambulance and they won't touch me because there's all these rules around touching people because they're going to think you're going to sue, which is ridiculous. Um, cause I will never sue anybody. That's just not my personality. But again, and then, so when we go into my surgery, you know, everyone comes out and meets my family. We're talking about the NFC, like, and that's what they do, right? That's, and I totally get that. But to me, it was like, they spent so much more time, like the person who's the anesthesia, the person that is like, who else? I don't know. There's a list of people I can't remember. So I apologize on that. And then Dr. Latan comes out and she just came out and talked to my parents and got to know them. And like, there's this level of like, my dad was so impressed. My mom, that like, they were so comfortable with everything. They're like, okay, we got this. And it wasn't like, you know, there was times where I would start to cry and I'm like, I, I we're not doing it. And then my dad would lose it. But I'm going to cry like when the needles start coming in and it becomes like real, like, like, okay, we're going in to this. I was like, but part of me was like, I just want, I, don't, I just want to be knocked out. Like, let's knock me out, please. Cause I don't want to do this. But before I get knocked out, I want to see Lily. So they roll me in. We're, we're done. I say goodbye to my parents. They roll me in and I'll never forget this because right when like I walk in and I guess Lily, I didn't realize this, but Lily like it like is a teacher. So you have all these other students in the room and I walk in, I'm like, Oh my God, there's like 14 people in here. And the guy's like, there's, there's a robot doing the surgery. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? There's like, I was like, all these people are going to see me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, but then she just walked up and again, just like when I held my knee and the guy just held my hand, she just grabbed my hand and I just looked at her and I, and, and she's like, this is Vanessa. This is my friend, which was the nicest thing. And I just looked at her and I go, Lily, I love you. And she said, you're safe, Vanessa. And I don't know what to say about that, but there is some comfort. And like, I did not let that hand get, well, I mean, I obviously let it go because I do surgery, but. I don't remember letting it go. And I know for a fact, I most likely didn't. She had to do it. And that comfort when you're in a situation where you're scared out of your mind and you're not sure and, you know, you're doing that. And so as I finally come out of it, <laughs> I'm talking to the, the nurse and she's talking about something else. I don't know. I'm giving her like some anxiety advice. That's just my personality. I'm talking to thing. And then we go to like the, the actual room where my parents can come in. 
And it was like 10 minutes. And he's like, well, my, your, your parents should be here. I'm like, I know my family. My family doesn't leave me. If like my family is like, we're here, we're not, they're there. I go, mom, it's going to be six hours. Go somewhere else. She's like, nope, we're not going to be, I'm going to be right here. My mom, that's my family. Since I was a kid, if we're sick and that's the thing where like, when you're looking at who's going to help you and you're doing things, that's what you want is a partner that's going to be there when you're not feeling well and you're not doing things. That's how I was raised. So all of a sudden, like 10 minutes go by and I said, listen, like the, the reception at Kaiser hospital is not that great. Like when you call and things like that. So I was like, you need to like go out in the hall. Well, they called your mom. I go, no, I go, it's been too long. My mom is not going to, I go, I know for a fact my mom is here. You just need to go out to the waiting area. And they, and he did. And he came back. And I have to tell you that this guy was amazing. <laughs> I said, he's like, cause there's a couple things you have to do before you leave the hospital, which is when you have to pee and you have to be able to walk. I don't know. There's a certain distance. I've, or maybe I'm wrong on something. I don't know. But I know you had to pee and do other stuff. But like we had a great time and he was just talking. And anytime Lily's name was brought up, by the way, my doctor, it was like how amazing she is. She's my doctor. She does this amazing stuff. Like no one had anything bad to say about this woman. <laughs> and I have to tell you, there's this level of like care and humanity and being there that I feel like the bedside manner is that I felt like when it was time for me to leave the hospital, I didn't want to leave. I mean, that's how secure and safe I felt and that my knees were going to get met. Listen, my parents are going to do that too. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and then the doc, the nurse, I was like, I'm going to, so I Ubered, I got an Uber from, because my parents are from Orange County and I'm like, I'll just get an Uber. So I got a black car. So I'm like, I am going to go home and in a bigger car. Cause I'm like, I'm not moving my body. I'm not putting my, I'm like, I'm tall. Like, you know, and so he, you know, that my nurse takes me out and in my little, you know, chair down the down the elevator and else and he waits and he waited until the car and he got me into the car I mean there were just levels of like things that like I just felt like it was over the top and just I don't know it was such an amazing experience but at the end of the day after talking to certain people about like okay having a hysterectomy and what that means and like how many people are suffering so since the surgery okay I gotta tell you my energy is through the roof and, and to the point where like, it scares me that what I've been able to accomplish, but since I've been on the couch, I've been able to do proposals and write my program and like really get more people and do podcasts and things like that. So yeah, in six months between my knee and this surgery, um, it's been huge. And by the way, when she did call me to say, Hey, so it's a hysterectomy. My, my first question was, is this going to affect my, my sex drive? Because I want to say this, and I know this is probably uncomfortable to some people, but she's like, no, it won't. I'm all, because that's the one thing I'm like, I'm not willing to, like, risk that. Because, like, that's an area where it's fun for me. You know, like, that's an area that, you know, I think that, you know, as we get older, you know, having that peace is really important. So, I don't know. So, she's like, it's not an issue. And she's right. So, that part's great. So, if you're thinking, like, I don't want that, and if you're thinking other things, like, you can still, it's about quality of life at this point, and you can still have the right life without the other crap that goes with it all the time and being tired and fatigued and having the, you know, feeling like, you know, not wanting to talk about it or just spending days in bed because it's like that your period's so overwhelmingly heavy. And the fact that like more, as I'm, I'm like, I'm just telling people I had a hysterectomy and they're like, what? Like, it's just, how are you? I'm great. What's been going on? Oh, I had a hysterectomy. <laughs> like, that's who I am. I am that person. That's, I'm blunt to the point. I've always been that way. Like me or not, I don't really care. 
I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with what's going on. And I'm here to like, you know, maybe spread some light on some of it because there might be other women struggling. And I have to tell you, I thought this was normal. And it's not. The more that I went down this rabbit hole and the more I realized that. And when then my doctor, when I really said to take ibuprofen, I'm like, are you serious? I'm in that much pain. You're going to tell me to take ibuprofen. And this isn't a diss on her at all. But when I heard, when Dr. Lily Tan, and I'm going to be honest with her, I'm, I'm in love with this woman, heard me and she's like, you're missing work. Like she knew that what work meant for me and she knew what that was. And so how do we as a society, talk about things more openly. How do we know that, like, you're not the only one doing it? You know, I just talked to someone last night, and she's like, yeah, I would bleed through my chair at work. It just got so out of control. It was like every 30 minutes. That's not normal. It's not. And they're like, well, I just thought it was menopause. You know what? We all think it's something, but, like, go talk to your doctor. But go to somebody that knows what they're doing. Do your research. Figure out what makes sense to you. You know, I don't know. There's something when when... When I went under and Lily grabbed my hand and I just looked at her and I said, I love you, Lily. And she's like, I love you too, Vanessa. You know, she doesn't know me from Adam, like whatever, but it still was nice. <laughs> like, I don't care. It made me feel good. I don't care at this point. I'm about to go under and like, who knows what's going to happen when I'm under. <laughs> I don't care. But those were the words I heard last and I'm happy to hear that. You know, at the end of the day, it's how you treat people. And it's feeling heard. It's not like, well, okay, this is what's going to happen and we're not going to do it. I've had multiple things come up and and I go to the doctor and like, oh, one thing happens here. I don't know, whatever. But at the end of the day, are you heard? Are your needs being met? Are you living the best life that you can? My energy, I'm not kidding you. It's almost scares me how much, uh, how much energy I could have had and how far I could have gone. Because right now I'm ready to blow up and I'm ready to go. And I know for a fact that I'm not going to have that 28-day cycle, like take, making my back go out or I can't move or I can't do something. Because that's not happening anymore. We are good. Everything else is feeling great. My life is doing well. You know, um, yeah. If you have any questions or that or not. But we'll go back to parenting tomorrow. But... This is really about women's health and understanding that, like, why are we not discussing it? Why are we, you know, putting things under the rug? And why do we think living in pain? And at this point, it's a quality of life issue that we think it's okay when it's not. Double check and go to, you know, if you if your doctor says one thing, you're not 100% sure, go to somebody else. I got really lucky. I met someone years ago that, you know, we just, we, that just, ha- I just happened to be in her box when, you know, they were, we were assigning doctors or what, I don't even know what the box it is, but we were, I was there and I don't know. I just got to tell you when she held my hand and when she told me that was going to be okay. And when she, you know, told everyone there and she was actually surprised when I said, I'm like, I remember they were saying my blood type and they also went on. She's like, most people don't remember that. You know, I think that there's this level of like, being heard, being seen, and understanding that you are taken care of and that you are important no matter what and that it's not going to be just take a Tylenol and then go to bed. You're good. No, it's not. It's like, let's go a little bit deeper. But I got to tell you, when she heard I missed a day of work, she was like, uh-uh. I, she knows me and she knows my work. Well, I did send her some stuff about my articles. Like, it's not like she follows me. <laughs> but she does know some of it because <laughs> I showed her. All right. Well, listen, thank you, Dr. Lily Tan. And um, I'm grateful for you always. 
And I don't know what else to say, but, you know, when it comes to your health, ask questions, talk about it with your friends. What is normal? What's not? I don't know. And I, for me, I thought being in pain and tired all the time, like was the normal thing. And now looking a month out after the surgery, it's not normal. And I am a lot happier and I'm just feeling a lot, I'm just feeling better physically, emotionally, and all levels. So hope this helps someone.